Welcome to Two Humans Talking, the podcast where we discuss the challenges of staying healthy in today's modern fast-paced world. I'm Tiffany Sims, your burnout recovery expert and holistic wellness coach. And today, I am so excited to be here with Shannon. Shannon and I connected in a business coaching program. She was one of my coaches. She's been in the health and wellness field for a really long time, helping people just find their healthiest self. And I'm sure that what healthy looks like has completely evolved from your your insanity max 30 days to now and so we might talk about that um but i'm just really excited to have you on the show to just kind of talk about healthy like right here right now we are entering we've been entering into this new year for about a month now um when this podcast will go live and so shannon tell the people who you are where you're from like what you do some things about yourself Oh, Tiffany, well, first of all, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Happy New Year. Um, I am Shannon Bruchian. If we're meeting for the first time, I'm a personal trainer and a holistic health coach where I help women lose weight and keep it off so they can fit confidently into their clothes. Growing up, I was an athlete. So fitness always came really naturally to me. But nutrition is where I struggled. I was always confused around what I should be eating and falling off track diets And then seven, oh my gosh, nearly almost eight years ago now, I tore my ACL for the first time. I've done it twice. Don't recommend. Um, But I was so terrified that I was going to gain weight because I couldn't work out for the first time in my life. And this is when I found strength training and really fell in love with this idea of being strong rather than just being skinny. And it was after I hired a coach to help me heal my relationship with food that I learned the value of proper nutrition and how to fuel our body in a way that feels balanced and free. And so now I help women build these sustainable lifestyles for themselves and learning how to eat and exercise for their body and their goals. So we can cut through all this confusion and overwhelm in the industry and just feel strong and confident in our clothes and skin. Yes. Oh my God. I love that. I know for me, and I'm curious if you feel the same way, like we're both a part of the health and fitness industry and it frustrates me. It's a trillion dollar industry and people have been getting like magazine workouts since I'm 39 diets have been the whole part of my life. And they were here before I was born. Right. And it's like for a trillion dollar industry, we're not actually helping people get healthy and live like free energetic lives. And it like, it just pisses me off. It's so frustrating to me. I don't know. Like, what's your experience there? How do you feel about it? It makes me so mad because especially as a woman, I went to school for exercise science. I studied this and I still fell victim to the industry. And so much of why I do what I do is because I know the damage that misinformation can do. I know the damage that happens when you are spending six, seven days a week doing these high intensity interval workouts with no semblance of how much nutrition or how much fuel is going into your body. The damage of what it looks like to spend years chronically depriving yourself of sleep for the sake of, what is it, sleep when you're dead or just work hard, play hard. Like, I don't even know the the acronyms anymore because I'm starting to remove myself, but I spent so many years of my life struggling with food, struggling with fitness, feeling like I was the failure. I was the reason that I couldn't stay on track, that I lacked the willpower. I lacked the self-discipline. I lacked the self-control to then through my journey, you know, start working on my relationship with exercise, start working on my relationship with fitness. And we can get into how I started to shift those gears and what that looked like. Cause there was many different pivotal moments to now be in this place to say, 
I'm so sorry that individuals are falling victim to this, that you don't even know you're falling victim to it. And that's the scariest part because what the industry will tell you to do, if you want to lose weight and get healthier and they make them synonymous synonymous, and they're not synonymous, just because you lose weight, it does not mean that you are healthy. You can be skinny and not be healthy or fit. You can be fit and not be skinny or healthy, just like you can be healthy and not be fit or skinny. Like they're not the same at all. They're not. They can be, like you can be all of them, but they are not equal. Right, right. And- what the industry will tell you to do to quote, get healthy and lose weight is two things, eat less and exercise more. And if we think of your body as a car, that's the equivalent of saying, I need you to drive across town on an empty gas tank. It doesn't make sense. And yeah. so then when your hair starts falling out and your skin starts breaking out and the brain fog is taxing and your hormones start amplifying in ways that don't feel comfortable and normal to you, you've been led to believe it's your fault. And the industry will say, just work harder, just do more, just be more disciplined, just, you know, whatever it is, have these pills. Yep. And it's only, unfortunately, and I hate to see it, when we reach some kind of breaking point, burnout, injury, anything, chronic illness, that we start to wake up and realize, oh, oh, something isn't connecting here. And so- Even then, though, Shannon, like- even with chronic illness, it doesn't always, unless you take full responsibility of it. And if you, you don't know what you don't know. So how do you take responsibility for it? And you're going to your doctor, hear my story. And so like, I remember really struggling and I remember I was struggling. I was putting all this weight, despite all the dieting and all of the exercising and all this stuff. And it was like, well, here's some water pills, stick to 12,000 calories. Here's some water pills it'll find its way. I gain weight and I gain more weight. And then, you know, when I was talking to my doctor about like the intrusive thoughts and how I was having a really hard time getting out of bed and how I was just overwhelmingly sad all the time, it was like, here's an antidepressant. And when I look back, am I upset that they gave me an antidepressant because I was depressed? No but I really wish someone knew enough to let the meds be part of my solution as I got healthier and like built a new framework to help me to where I wanted to be, which was feeling alive and full and whole and not like I was dragging myself through my day. Like, I just wish it was a part of the solution, not the solution because it didn't help me. It just like, I lost my libido. Well, why do I want to keep doing this if like, like, why am I gonna go work out and eat well, if one of my reasons back then was because I wanted to have like great sex, you know, you're like in your 20s. And you're like, I want to have amazing mind blowing sex. (laughs) But when you're on, (laughs) like, let's be real. It's true. Yes. Yes. Well, when you're gaining weight, you're depressed, you're on antidepressants, you're on birth control, like nothing about you in, in that formula says, let's go have some great crazy sex it like and so like I totally got on the side on like a tangent there but it's so true and it's like all those things were supposed to help me overcome not be the crutch that I lived on for the rest of my life yes and I'm starting to see it happen that the industry is ever so slightly shifting it's slow 
But I like to have faith and belief that we're moving the needle in the right direction because conversations like this are happening. But similar to you, I was someone who, um, I'm not sure how much you know about my story. I, I mean, there's so many different iterations, but we're coming up on the two-year anniversary of me getting out of a narcissistic abusive relationship. I had one of those too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hate to bond over it, but so proud of you for getting out of it, you know? <laughs> um, and when that ended, uh, I severely struggled with my mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder. I struggled and experienced severe anxiety and PMDD, which is perimenstrual dysphoric disorder, which is a cyclical form of depression. Um, and this is when I started to see the connection that therapy matters, medication matters, and also your wellness routine matters in creating a stable baseline for you to take care of yourself. And what I hope and what I see and what I want a part of be, what I want to be a part of the revolution of is really redefining what wellness looks like for individuals and what self-care looks like for individuals, because we need to create this stable, I think of it almost as a net where you have the foundations in place to support your mental, physical, and emotional well-being, knowing that the aesthetics will happen as a byproduct, but we just try to bypass creating the foundation and chase the aesthetics. And when we get there, we're still struggling with the negative self-talk. We're still struggling with our mental health. And we wonder why, why do I not feel happy once I've lost the weight and I'm still chained to this meal plan that I can barely stick to because I haven't healed my relationship with food. It has to be all of it. Um, yes. And so starting to see that shift, hopefully, um, and I hope it just continues, but I'm sorry that that was your experience. And I'm so happy to see that, you know, this is where you are now. But you know, and I hate to do this. Like, I really hate to do it because I'm sure it's really annoying, but I truly, truly believe that without that, I wouldn't have become this version of me because there's a lot of things that I learned about myself and that I learned about what worked, what wasn't working. And now I'm able to help other people see things through that different lens. And so it's just kind of like, it's just part of the story. Like nothing in life is gonna be picture perfect. And all of it is a stepping stone to the next thing that you're doing. So like, who cares? Yeah. Um, and cause one of the things that I, now that we're talking about it, I don't know that I've ever really thought about this, but one of the things that I've learned is that, so when that relationship ended, I was so gun ho on it not becoming my identity mm -hmm. um, of like the behavior that I allowed once I saw it. Cause it was like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I would never let someone treat me like that. And to find out like all the things I allowed to happen was really, really hard. Cause it was just like, it like shook my identity of who I thought I was as a person. And then you, it kind of breaks the belief that and trust that you have in yourself. Cause you're like, if I didn't see this for me, it was like a six year relationship. And it's like yeah, for six years, true. I didn't see this. What else am I blind to or naive to? And so like, there was like this whole trust thing that I had to work through while being that strong independent woman and i wasn't gonna let this become my identity i was gonna turn it into my mess into my message and i wasn't slowing down my and, pain into my purpose <laughs> right and i was like i'm not slowing down i'm not letting this asshole win anymore take any more from me and so like i leaned really hard into the things that brought me joy which was like running and working out and helping other people with their health and i was really good at my job and so i leaned into all of those things and when i look back like i think so many people do that but all of those things at an extreme level are not balanced health 
And I think that we miss the point a lot in the conversation about healthy, especially when we glorify like the covers of fitness magazines. And I am no way, shape or form taking away from the hard work that it takes to get that shape in that body and the discipline of it. But there is also truth in that just because you're going hard at the gym seven days a week and you're spending two or three hours avoiding your life Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that you're healthy. Like for me, it's the harmony, learning how to create harmony between your health, your relationships and the way you earn money so that they're dancing together. And when you figure that dance out, like everything feels alive and energetic and aligned. And that for me is true health. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting when you're, you were talking about your experience, a very similar experience. And I think there's two paths. There's the, the individual who I firmly believe that fitness is this giant metaphor for life, where if we can push ourselves to wake up and go to the gym, or we can get one more rep in when we're exhausted or challenge ourselves to get up off the floor after that last burpee and get like one more rep. Then when life happens, we can do the hard thing because we found this internal strength that maybe we don't know how to access in other areas of our life. And I think there's half of the conversation becomes the way that we have become disconnected from ourselves and don't trust ourselves and health and fitness becomes a mask and it can become a beautiful bridge and facilitator to rebuild our trust with ourselves. So we can get to this place, like you were talking about, of feeling joyful and whole and enough. But the challenge is the other side of the coin where we take it to the extreme because all of what we deem as success is external. And the industry and the information that we're receiving perpetuates this all or nothing approach where if it's not perfect, then you are failing. And what I like to talk about a lot with my clients, especially is what if we allow the way that you eat, the way you exercise, the way that you live to become your baseline of what it looks to build confidence and trust in yourself. Because at the end of the day, building confidence is keeping the promises that you make to yourself. What better way to do that than taking care of yourself on a daily basis, but especially as women, we have been so, and now I'm going off on a tangent, but we have been no, so go, girl. <laughs> trained. I don't know if that's the right word to self-sacrifice and never think about ourselves and never think about our needs that we wake up one day and we are burnt out and we have no sense of identity and we don't know who we are and we don't know how to take up space and we don't feel comfortable in our skin and we look in the mirror and we don't recognize ourselves. We can find ourselves in this place of just utter defeat and maybe you've tried the diet and you've tried the meal planning you tried the fitness program you can be good for a few weeks but you fall off track and then your self-trust is just shattered and we're just in this place <laughs> of yeah like where do like, I, even I suck go from here? exactly suck. it's all my fault I'm fat lazy I'm ugly I'm going to be this way forever I just need to accept it and then I know a lot of people when they are feeling frumpy and uncomfortable and disgusted with themselves because they'd let themselves down yet again then they put up this facade of I am powerful. There is nothing wrong with me. I'm perfectly happy in this shell that I am actually drowning in. And just to be clear, the shell is not a specific size. It's whatever your version of a shell looks like. I don't know where you're at in your hermit hermit crab life. Like, are you moved out of one shell and into a mansion? I don't know. Like, 
Welcome to my brain. I don't know that I've ever said that before, but it totally just like that. I love you so much brain. more. Like I didn't know that was possible, but like <laughs> I do. I mean, there we go. Like, but it's true though. No one gets to decide what your shell's gonna look like or how big or small it's supposed to be for your sustainable healthy. I don't even know what we were talking about. I can't even save that. I just got myself so derailed. I don't know. Talk about real life conversation. Yeah. I told you, Shannon, like, I was like, I want people to feel, I want whoever's listening to us to feel like they're there. This is real life. Welcome. Welcome when, to real life. When you talk about that sustainable health, it can't be all or nothing. Because mm-hmm. especially when we talk about burnout, the trend that we see and I'm so guilty of this. Hello, I have navigated burnout so many times. This is my biggest life challenge of I go all in 100% gung-ho on a goal, whether it be work, personal, fitness, not as much of fitness anymore, but I have that all or nothing personality. And especially in the fitness world, when it came to being healthy, I had to learn how to navigate that gray between that all or nothing way of thinking. And when we think about sustainable health, which is not the sexy answer. No one's like, I really want to learn how to eat moderately for the rest of my life. Or like, I really just want to learn how to sustainably maintain my weight. It's not the sexy answer that you're Googling, especially in the new year. Because maybe it's, you know, January, 2024. And you were like, yes, this is the year I'm going to prioritize myself. I'm going to do this for me. This is me my healthiest year yet. Probably went down the same avenue. And maybe we're two or three weeks in and realizing, oh, I can't maintain this long-term. Cool. Life I'm is gonna... happening. I'm missing out. I can't do this. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Life, life is lifing, <laughs> you know? Life is, life is lifing life and is it lifing. will always be lifing always and forever. Life will be lifing. And so the conversation has to become, what does consistency look like for me? And consistency is going to be different in different months, in different seasons, and in different years. Yeah. And it's okay to say, I'm going to take this process of building the habits that allow me to support myself a little bit more slowly so that I can stay in the game longer. Because when we talk about health and fitness, it is a lifelong journey. And so the sprinting is fun. We get addicted to the yeah. sprint. So sprinting all has its purpose. Yes, yes. It has a purpose in that, in that thing, but you can't expect to live in the sprint. And I think that's where people fall because their baseline doesn't support the life they want. They only know how to do the sprint. Sure. And it's like, we just need your baseline to be the habits. I call them habits of a healthy human. And it's like, how do we reprogram your autopilot? So that your baseline habits, when shit's hitting the fan and you're not thinking about anything, support the life that you want. And then we get to be intentional about those specific goals that are going to last for 30 or 90 days. And then you get to relax back into that baseline and everything's going to be okay. Absolutely. And that's really that lifestyle that we talk about of like, when we think about what does healthy look like, there's a few key components. I think about the sleep that you're getting, mm-hmm. your movement your exercise, and they are different. Movement is I need you walking on a regular basis, like a healthy, active individual. Exercise, refer to it as training. Strength training, working your cardiovascular system, working on your flexibility, working on you know stress management in that realm from gym, home workouts, boutique classes, doesn't matter. Sleep, movement, training, 
your nutrition, how you're fueling your body, your hydration. We could add sunlight in there. Are you getting outside on a regular basis? I like to add joy in there. Are you doing things to help manage stress and bring joy into your life? And then are you connecting with community? And when we think about what healthy can look like, how you can go about creating this net for yourself that becomes this foundation can be different. And it's okay to go slow. And when we talk about the sprint and getting addicted to it, what I find, and I don't know if you see this as well, is we can have such guilt in slowing down because we feel like we're not doing enough, but it's slowing down allows us to go far, go slow to go far, go slow to go fast versus let me go all in. Let me change everything from day one. Let me start cooking for meals from scratch and, you know, exercising six, seven days a week and follow this restrictive meal plan that cut out, cuts out all my favorite foods. Like we've done that. It is 2024. We've done it. We know that it doesn't work. This has to be a new year. Let it be but, a new conversation. But, but, but does it not work or am I, do I just suck? Cause it goes right back into that, that life cycle of yeah. I'm going to push really hard. I suck. This is what they're telling me is going to work. I suck because I can't do it. So it, it's me. Right. And it's like, yeah. no, it's not you. It's not you. It's the industry. It's the industry. And so then it's like, okay, well, if you're saying, well, Tiff earlier, you said that the doctor didn't know how to help you. Like, what do you do? And it's like, do I wish that the medical system would change? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's in my goal book that I will help merge Eastern and Western medicine so that people can have a holistic approach to their health and well-being. Yeah. Will I ever do that? I have no idea, but it is there in the book. I um, believe it. <laughs> like, so we can't just blame doctors for put, cause they only know what they've been trained. And sure. sometimes it's, it's listening to podcasts like this or seeking out experts who've gone through an experience and is coming out the other side. And I think it comes back, it does a little bit come back to doctors being willing to say, there's a gap in my knowledge. Let me go seek knowledge and information from people who've been studying it, even if they don't have an MD after their name. Mm. Because yeah. I think there's an ego piece that goes into that of I went to med school and rightfully so like I can't imagine how hard med school was but I do think that it comes with the profession as a whole getting willing to work together sure and it's this is all really just about advocating for yourself mm -hmm. and if you're in this place right now of wanting to better yourself and better your health I believe it takes a team I believe that the medical system has its time and place. I believe that the fitness industry has its times and place when you understand what you're looking for, it can hire individuals like yes. the mental health system, the, all of these different tools. Well, can you find individuals in each of the departments that you need to create this holistic community for yourself of experts to help you rebuild and whatever creating that health looks like for you? that are open to and willing to integrate each of their own scopes of practice with the understanding that not one has all the answers. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a mental health professional, but I can help you with what's in my scope of practice, knowing that my role and what I do is just as valuable in your health and well-being yes. than you going and talking to your therapist on a fairly good basis or taking the medication that you need for your mental health or going to your annual checkup. They all have their well time said. and place. But what I believe where we can go wrong is that we have to, and not where we can go wrong. That's not what I mean to say. What we need to do is take complete ownership that unfortunately the nature of the beast is that there's a lot of misinformation and we don't know 
what we don't know. So it's up to you to go out and seek it out and find experts who are willing to say, this is what I can offer you. This is, I'm going to point you in the right direction of who I also think is going to be your next best fit. And let's work together to help you get there. Because when I was in the throes of struggling with my depression, my therapist talked to my functional medicine doctor who talked to another practitioner that I was work with. And it was a, it was a, I didn't have that. that approach. Sound really nice. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. It made the world of difference. When you were sharing just now, I heard someone say this the other day and it just popped in my head like really loud. And it was, even if you don't want to play the game, you're in the game. There's no getting out of it. And I think, and I know for me, like I had that season of realizing that like I was done, I wasn't playing by the rules anymore. And like, I'm doing my own thing and I'm, I'm not being conformed by society, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Like I might've been done playing the game, but you don't get out of the game. Like you do have to be aware that that game is being played and that you are on the board, even if you don't want to be an active participant. And I think that gives you a set that gives you your power back, knowing that difference. Yeah. Because yeah. I think you have to know, you have to know that companies, whether you think it's right or wrong, their job is to sell. And when they sell, they can employ people. And when people are employed, they can pay for their families. So if this company needs to market, change the the packaging from shiny packaging to matte packaging so that you think it's better for you to buy the same product, then that's what they're going to do. But you have to know that that's happening so that you can make really educated decisions and just be aware. Mm-hmm. And so like, oh my God, I really just got on a, down a rabbit hole, didn't I? That's no, okay. Like, I, I, I think you can either get mad at the situation, which is where a lot of people feel comfortable sitting, or we can step back and this connects all the way back to the self-trust conversation of step step back for a minute. When we think about healthy, just just step back, just see it. When we think about being healthy, I say this to all of my clients. If I were to come up to you and put a plate of strawberries in front of you or a plate of French fries and say, which is healthier? you're going to know clearly the French fries, right? It's like, clearly, you know, you know what is healthy. You know, at the end of the day, you should be getting your sleep. You should be moving your body. You should be managing your stress. You should be drinking your water. You probably should get a protein and a veggie on your plate in some capacity. You know, it's not supposed to be hard. So if you're going and you're seeking out solutions that are extreme and restrictive, if you don't see yourself being able to follow it one, two, three, five years down the road, there's something about it that's not sustainable. Let sustainable be the lens that you are looking for. Yes. And this is in this entire, what I love most about what I do is helping individuals come back into trusting they know how to take care of themselves. Because at the end of the day, when my goal is that you can walk into any single situation in every, any avenue of life and not saying you don't also need accountability and support, but say, hey, I'm able and confident to make choices that feel best for me in this moment because I've been equipped with the tools. And a lot of what we do is just debunking all the myths yeah. because that's why it's confusing. Yeah. So if we talk about you going in that all or nothing and beating yourself up and believing that it's yourself, it's not you. You were just never taught how to do this the right way to so seek it out. For me, you can get away from this. I'm actually really curious before I share like what sustainable means to me and how I think that's possible. I'm curious, like what does sustainable look like for Shannon? 
Oh, um, that's a fantastic question. Are we talking about health as a whole? You as a whole per you are a whole person. So let's talk yeah. about you as a whole person. Sustainable for me is this is probably not the answer that you were expecting, but it's the answer that feels true to me in this season. And that's I believe that it's sustainable for me is staying grounded with practices in my everyday life that allow me to maintain my sense of identity among all of the different external forces that can so quickly and deeply disconnect me from myself. I get that. I, I, yes. How would you say that to a fourth grader? Sustainable for me <laughs> looks like doing things every single day to help fill my cup and bring me joy. Mm, I love that. And for me, sustainable stems from having retaught myself how to listen to my intuition, because I believe that we have been taught our whole life to mm -hmm. not trust ourselves when you're, you know, you don't get to eat when you're hungry, when you're a kid, you have to wait for lunchtime. You know, you have to wait for dinner. You're told when to eat. You're told if you're hungry after lunch or after dinner, it's like, you can't be hungry. We just ate. So you're always being messaged that your body is wrong for feeling the way it does. And that by tuning back into your body and what it's saying and what that means for you and how food and movement in your relationships feed that, that allows me to be sustainable because I'm not relying on anyone but myself and I'm always with me. That's that confidence piece. And is it, it interesting that that's exactly what the industry does? Because a meal plan will tell you what to eat, what not to eat, what time to start eating, what time to stop eating, what foods are allowed, what foods are not, yep. when you should wake up, how much you should exercise, that it's no wonder we feel confused and overwhelmed because we become so deeply disconnected. Yep. I know how I will feel when I eat something because I've been paying attention to how my body responds to things. I found out that my body doesn't like to process tomatoes, but if you put them on a chart, they're a very healthy food. If you put them next to some French fries, someone be like, oh, you should eat the tomatoes over the French fries. No, I should not. I should have the French fries if these are my options. <laughs> like, yes, and, you should. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. Every once in a while, like, I'm like, mm, that, that pizza or that pasta looks so good. But I promise you, I have never, I keep thinking I'm going to find one, but I have never found one that was worth the bellyache. Yes. Just haven't. Um, but like, but I learned that by paying attention yeah. and honoring my body, not telling it was wrong, not pumping some meds down to make it go away, but like being like, oh, every time I do this, I feel miserable. Maybe I don't want to do that anymore. And so like, that's how I, I really treat myself almost like a third grader sometimes where it's like, did that feel nice or not nice? And it's like, oh, not nice. Maybe we won't do that next time. <laughs> like, and that what that for me is sustainable because it's like I said about no one but me and it changes. And sometimes you're okay with feeling a little crummy or low energy because you really wanted something or like, you're not. I'm okay going to have the pie. Like, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. I might not feel great afterwards, but it fills my soul. But I can tell you something, something that I was so afraid of because I was so afraid of losing control and getting fat again. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. in like losing myself that I was like trying to control everything. But I promise you that when I learned how to listen to my body, my body screams when I've gone too far one direction and it self-corrects itself. And I start craving the vegetables or like me recognizing like, oh my God, like I have been so groggy for like two weeks. And it's like, oh, well, we haven't done X, Y, and Z for a while. Like let's, let's start getting that back in our routine. So like your body course corrects, but you have to know what those signals mean or otherwise it doesn't help. Absolutely. I could not agree more. The challenge becomes how do we get you to the place of that baseline of that foundation so that you can sense what does it mean to eat when I'm hungry? What does it mean to stop when I'm full? What does it mean to be able to discern between, you know what, today I shouldn't go to the gym, even though I'm supposed to, because my body needs extra recovery because it's telling me. How do we get from this place of meal plans, fitness program, hit classes, Peloton, you know, F45, all the things into, oh, I get it. Okay. I have the foundational habits in place. I understand what it means to trust myself around food. I've built the routines that allow me to be able to listen to my intuition. Then I can navigate, but the messy part is getting you there. Yes. And when you figure that out, you are so much more present in your relationships. You perform better at work. Like when you learn how to control you, no one else is controlling you anymore. You hold healthy boundaries without like having to force them down people's throats. Like it just is what it is. You manage your calendar better. You only, you start saying yes to the things that you were meant to say yes to. You stop being like this, like, okay, I really can't, but I'll figure it out. It's like, you just become this whole person again when you're able to do that. Oh, because you're vibrant. You're vibrant. Yeah. We're a being like you are a human being, but you have to be like oh look at me dropping like wisdom today like I'm some philosopher (laughs) (laughs) Shannon oh my god such a good conversation is there anything that is on your heart right now or that was on your heart before we got started that you want to close us up with yeah it's interesting before we hit record on this podcast you asked me what my intention was and that intention was to help the individual listening to this feel compassion for where they're at and understand a little seed of what it would take to get to where they want to go and so I just want to say to you listening to the show right now that I'm sorry that the industry has done you a disservice Mm. I'm sorry that there's so much confusing conflicting information out there it is not your fault that you have struggled. And also it is your responsibility to not keep going down the same path that has not served you. And there are so many resources available to you, whether it's Tiffany, whether it's myself, whether it's another podcast, whether it's a coach, whether it's a book, there are people who want to help you become the best, most healthiest version of you, the most vibrant and energized and whole and joyful and happy human being. And it's up to you to bring those people into your world and start to take the necessary steps. And you don't have to all have it all figured out today. You don't need to know exactly where you're going. 
but you need to trust yourself enough and say, I am worthwhile exploring this because I have one life and you deserve to feel good living it. We can get so comfortable feeling badly. We can get so comfortable living in pain. You just don't have to be afraid. That's really it. Mm, I love that so so much if you need to rewind right now to listen to that again and really let it incorporate into your body your body I really highly encourage you to do that you can listen to that as many times as you need to until you know that that is true for you because that can be true for everybody and so shannon if people loved you today and they want to connect with you more like what's a great way for them to connect with you oh um well, come hang out with me on Instagram. That's where I spend most of my time. It's just my my name. It's at Shannon Berushi. And my name is very long. So maybe we could put it in the show notes below this podcast. Um, and I would love to gift your audience a little gift, if that's okay. I would love you to gift them a gift. Oh, so one of the things that we know is our greatest asset is energy, right? If we have more energy, it makes doing the things to take care of ourselves. It makes showing up for work easier to do. We all know how hard it is to show up when we have had a poor night's sleep. And we also know that one of the biggest barriers to having an energy is not eating breakfast, whether it because whether it's because we believe we're not hungry in the morning or we're just running late and we wake up and we drink coffee, which hint suppresses your appetite. So you're not going to be hungry. Um, so I have made helping you eat breakfast so easy to do. I put together two weeks of done for you breakfast recipes to help you burn stubborn fat, simplify your morning and fuel your day. It has plant-based, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, dairy-free options. So any dietary preference, it's it's jam-packed. There's more than just eggs in there, I promise. Um, but it's an energy-boosting breakfast recipe guide because when we think about what is one simple habit, if I do nothing else, but it's gonna give me a big ROI for my energy investment, it's eating breakfast. And we'll see more energy throughout the day, more focus, less reliance on caffeine, fewer cravings, more muscle building in the gym, just more overall energy. So you can go to shannonbrewershane.com forward slash breakfast guide and, and get your free copy and start having breakfast. And I will put that in the show notes too. Okay. Oh my goodness, such a good conversation. If you found any value in our conversation today, I would love for you to grab the link to this, share this with a friend that you thought of who was like, you know what? I need them to hear this. They needed this today. Let them know while you're sending it to them. And with that, that's Two Humans Talking. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.